Hey, Derve Tula. Welcome to this episode of the International Business from Finland podcast with me, Mark Wiltshire, where I take you behind the scenes of my solo enterprise, or Toiminimi, in Finnish, working with directors and business owners of Finnish companies, sharing your workload so you can focus on growing your business. I've been working with the Finnish company, Happy or Not, for the past six years now, handling inbound sales. Maybe you read the blog that I wrote called Inside Sales Know-How to Convert Your International Sales Leads from a Distance. Well, since I wrote that back in January of this year, 2020, it seems a long time ago, even though it was only 10 months, um, the world's changed somewhat. And I've recently experienced a couple of frustrating situations that made me reflect on my happy or not work. Situations where I was trying to buy services from a Finnish company and they were completely ignoring my buying signals. And when I say signals, this is more like a huge beacon accompanied by a siren. Listen on and you'll see what I mean. The International Business from Finland podcast with Mark Wilkshire. Talking international sales, entrepreneurship, and making connections between Finnish companies, entrepreneurs, and workers migrating to Finland. As I explained in that earlier article, my work in with Happy or Not it involves a degree of prospecting, but it's primarily focused on inside sales following up on these inbound leads that come through the Happy or Not website and progressing them until, you know, hopefully converting them at the end of the sales funnel into customers that place an order. And to achieve this, I use a combination of phone calls, email, and also LinkedIn. Very useful nowadays. There's a variety of readiness amongst these leads. Some are just collecting information um, to pass on to their management team. Others are decision makers within a small company and others are contacts from a trade show or exhibition who are positive when we were talking with them at the event, but they're not yet ready to commit. You can never be completely sure about getting the order until it actually arrives. For example, I had one situation where I had a video call with a company owner and he was very interested. He asked me for a specific quote which I sent and he accepted it. And the final step was to get a purchase order from his buying department. And at the very last minute, the buyer then told me, oh, the owner has a problem with the pricing and he wants a discount. That order was never completed. Um, not really my my game to, to go right to the brink of placing an order and then start demanding discounts. I had another occasion where I had a long phone call with someone who was interested in the service, but they weren't the decision maker. After a few months, she emailed me asking a few more detailed questions, which I answered. Then silence again. After a few more months, she emailed me with a PO number, asking for when the delivery of five Happy or Not terminals could be made. That's a very decent order for my company, and it came out of the blue, and it was a very nice way to start that particular year. But let's think about that in the context of the title of this argument about don't miss the buying signals. In the first case, it seemed clear that an order would come, and then imaginary obstacles were put in the way. 
in what seemed like a really half-baked attempt to negotiate a better price. In the second example, there were no real buying signals, but I'd responded to all the inquiries, and the end result was a good order. As I mentioned, I've got a couple of examples. Uh, one of them was trying to buy web hosting services online. Um, I'm going to keep this anonymous. I'm not here to name and shame anyone. But firstly, I was looking for this web hosting for the new website for WISE, the work integration for immigrants service that we're just launching at the moment. A work friend recommended a company, so I sent an inquiry. And all of the following communication, which you can find in the show notes accompanying this uh, episode, uh, happened within one hour uh, in August 2020. So firstly, I, I sent a, an email in English. Um, I'm, uh, I'm a Brit living in Sainiyoki. I'm planning a new business venture, and I want to build our word website on wordpress.org. There's a little info about this already on my personal website, and I put the link. Uh, your company has been recommended to me for the hosting service, but this aspect is, is new to me. Is this someone I can speak with about our ideas and how we could work with your company? Kind regards. Two minutes later, I got an automated response. Hello, Mark Wiltshire. Thanks. Thank you for your message. Someone from our team will get back to you as soon as possible. Thank you. And then 40 minutes later, uh, an email from the company CEO. Hello. You can read our, about our service at our, our website. Our plans are listed at our website. Based on your situation, I would recommend you place an order for the pro plan, which is XX euros per month. Links to our knowledge base and developer documentation can be found at our website. If you need more help, you can call our customer support on phone number. Thanks. Several aspects of this annoyed me. Firstly, they didn't take time to ask me about my plans. They just assumed I needed a smaller plan. I already knew I probably needed more than that, but they didn't because they didn't ask. I was asking for help. I clearly said using a web hosting company was new to me and I wanted to speak to someone. And then they directed me to their website for information, precisely the place I'd been to when I contacted them using an email address I found on their website. In the email signature, the CEO had a customer satisfaction question. How would you rate my reply? Great, okay, not good. <laughs> I made sure to give some detailed feedback. As I work with Happy or Not, I've become quite happy to share my opinions on the service I receive. And needless to say, I found another web hosting company. I also had a, an experience when ordering web shop banking services. Um, the WISE website will have a simple web shop so that we can take membership orders online. Our bank has a service to accept online payments through the web shop. And my contact at the bank said that she had passed our contact details on to their subsidiary company and we would be contacted. A few weeks later, I was finally ready to install the service, but I hadn't been contacted. So I went on to the, the website of this subsidiary company and I completed the contact form. And then over the next two days, I received automated messages with links to their price list and to sign up to their service. But again, no personal contact to answer my questions. Um, so I emailed my contact at the bank, who was not very impressed with this service. So she inquired again internally. Four days later, I did receive an email 
in English with very clear instructions. And since then, I, I have to say the assistance and support has been very good. But again, the initial response to my clear buying signals and requests for help were only answered after a third party got involved on my behalf. This is cultural differences. Do, do Finnish companies believe that having information on the website is enough, especially if the service offered is delivered online? Maybe. If we expand that, however, and look at Finnish companies looking for international customers, then it may not be enough for those overseas companies. That's not how we manage the happy or not inquiries that come through the website. It's always followed up with a level of, of personal contact. That's my job. <laughs> um, one major difference in the Nordics is that company owners and directors often have their contact details on the website. Around the world, this is not the norm. Many companies only have a, a switchboard phone number and a website contact form. If, however, you are contacted directly by a customer, do watch out for those buying signals and give each inquiry the level of attention and hey, even respect that it deserves because you never know when it might lead to a surprising order. So as usual, on podcast, I'm going to ask you to rate and review this show, but I'll make it easier for you. Head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Wiltshire, where you can leave a review as well as a rating for this podcast. Exactly what you'd expect from a website called Rate This Podcast. Also, if you found this podcast useful, interesting, thought-provoking, then feel free to buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash Wiltshire. I know, I'm British, I'm supposed to drink tea. I do drink tea, but I've been in Finland so long I've gone native. So what better way to show your appreciation than sending a few virtual lattes in my direction. And if you want to contact me, feel free to reach out at mark.wiltshire.tmi at gmail.com and your email comes directly to me. Thanks as always to Mark from the wonderful Dodo Bones for their theme music. You'll find a link to their website dodobones.co.uk in the show notes but that's it for now so until the next episode keep your eyes peeled for those buying signals and i'll speak to you again next time goodbye <laughs>